chapter 134, and I have been amazed at the Psalms of Ascent, actually. This is the end of the Psalms of Ascent. We started them the last week in December, and now we are ending them here in, uh, what is this, the first week of April. But I've been amazed to see how they've fit up with just the travels that we have towards Christ, just who He is, how they've lined up with uh, my life personally, but I know some of yours as well, how it's lined up perfectly with even knowing that we were going to be in uh, social distancing time and that God knew that COVID was coming and and that we were all going to be here. He even knew that today was Palm Sunday and then this Psalm chapter 134 fits Palm Sunday perfectly. Actually, I would have never guessed to preach this, but uh, on Palm Sunday, but here we are and we, we get this. At the Psalms of Ascent, we've been traveling together. What we've said is we've been traveling together towards Easter. And the original context for the Psalms of Ascent, the Israelites would have been traveling together to a celebration in the city of Jerusalem at the temple of God. They walked uh, towards the temple as we are walking towards Jesus in our life. And I think that this psalm is fitting and it is right for this time Uh, And it's right for um, not only this time as in Palm Sunday, but right for who we are and how we get to follow Jesus, uh, the object of our worship. And just think, think of it this way. You are on a trip and you see, and it's a kind of a longish trip, and you see what it is that you've come to see. And you can see it in the distance. You're walking towards it. And you know that with each passing moment, you're just getting closer and closer to what you want to see in the fullness of it. And not only you, but also the people around you. You were walking kind of alone, but now all of a sudden, more people are getting around you. And the more excitement is building, you could feel it in the air. The anticipation would almost be too much. It would be almost like you were about to explode with excitement and getting ready. And this is how the Israelites would have felt as they first saw Jerusalem in the distance. They would have seen the temple of God at the top of the hill as they would have been walking to it. As they drew near, they would have been ready for this celebration and getting more and more ready. At Palm Sunday, the people were gathered for a celebration much like the ones where the people from the Songs of Ascent would have gone to see. They would have um, they would have been gathering together during that time to celebrate God and who He was in their lives. And they would have all heard about this character Jesus that was in and amongst them, that was wandering around their cities, that was... was um, was in and out of the people, they would have heard of the greatness of this man, Jesus, and people saying, is he the Messiah? Is he the promised one of God? This whisper would have been going forth among these people. Have you guys heard of this Jesus? Is he the one? Is he the savior of Israel? And they would have heard about, um, they would have heard about Lazarus being raised from the dead because that only happened a couple miles away from Jerusalem. And they would have heard about Lazarus being raised from the dead. They would have even potentially seen Lazarus walking around the city and they would have said, is that the guy? Is that the guy that, that Jesus raised from the dead? They would have heard of blind men like getting their sight. They would have heard about uh, thousands of people being fed by by Jesus. They would have heard his sermons. And so they were excited to see 
Jesus in Jerusalem that day, on that Palm Sunday, the people were ready to just explode with excitements and they were getting, they were just getting crazy and they would have cheered and they would have danced. And I don't know if you've ever been to a, a celebration that uh, somebody like a Jewish person would have put on, but they're incredible and they're exciting. And it would have just been uh, crazy and, and just amazing to see. And they all would have danced and put jackets down and put palm leaves down and they would have found whatever they would to see Jesus riding on in on a colt. And they would have been here he is. Here's our king. He's not our king yet, but we can see that he's our king. We're excited. We found the one that God promised. Surely this is him. And there was no taming this celebration that the people of the city were that excited. And you know what? I think that at times we get to be excited as well as we walk towards Jesus. We have a song on our lips and praise in our heart that we get to pour forth. We have like an extra gate in our step because we just know that God is good. And we've been walking towards the goodness of God as we've been walking through the Psalms of Ascent. We've been walking towards Jesus with all of our lives. And now here he is. We see him. We can't touch him yet. We don't know, but we can see him riding in, riding in, and he's our king as well. And he's riding on a donkey into our kingdoms to come and show us how he is to be king. And so with this excitement, let us pray this prayer together. And I'm going to pray it over us. You don't have to unmute your mics or anything. But this is Psalm 134, the final song of ascent. Come, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who stand by night in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands to the holy place and bless the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion, he who made heaven and earth. And again, in, in Jesus' name, amen. In this Psalms of Ascent, we've been traveling towards Easter, as the Israelites would have been traveling towards this city of Jerusalem and the temple of God. Um, some would call this the tabernacle, so tabernacle and temple, you can call it either way. And as... Um, uh, you can see why this psalm is fitting and right as, as Jesus replaced the temple as our place of worship, our object of worship. And just think, oh, I'm reading the same thing over again that I just read. And so let me move on to where I am supposed to be in my sermon notes here. This psalm says, come, let us bless the Lord. We've found him. We're there. We're ready to worship. He is amazing. Come, all you who desire to serve him, as we do, we desire to serve him. Lift up your hands. By the way, this lift up your hands, it's not a suggestion. The language in the Hebrew would be more of a commandment, more of an imperative. It says, let us raise our hands. Let us get pumped. Let us get excited that this is our God. This is our Christ. This is our Savior. So here we are. And I feel like, to a certain extent, this feels, uh, as we've preached through the Psalms of Ascent in the last 16 weeks, that we're coming to the end of our pilgrimage. And at the end, we've found Jesus as we found him the whole way. And hints of him have been there the whole way. And this road, just as the life that we live and the life that we walk, is an interesting one, isn't it? Like we have blessings 
We have excitement. We have fellowship. And yet, at the same time, we have um, social distancing, maybe. We have hard times. We have enemies. We have loneliness. And so, and, and this has all happened on this pilgrimage. We've wept tears of joy. Gotten so happy that things are just amazing that we just burst out with tears and joy. And yet we've also had tears of hardship when we don't know what we're going to do. And so we break down and we cry and we mourn and we beg of God to do something in our lives. And now we found what we're looking for, and that is Jesus. We are blessed by him. It's as if we are so close to Jesus, just as the Israelites would have been close to the altar, and in their last days if they traveled the city, so close that you could feel it. And you can almost just reach out and touch Jesus. And all the healing and total forgiveness that we all long for and want his kingdom to come completely, his love to be completed in us, it is so close. It's so close that we can feel the tension, the anticipation. And this psalm of ascent, you can feel the anticipation and the, the appreciation for who God is in our lives. You would have been able to feel this at Palm Sunday as well. And I pray that we can feel anticipation growing. And we can feel like this appreciation for what Christ is and who He is in our lives and what He's doing. That that appreciation for Christ will grow in us. And there is a tension in a appreciation or anticipation and attention that this comes from our hope that is in Christ and that the and, the, and not only the hope but that the faith that our hopes will be fulfilled not that our hopes are some dark and bleak thing that our hopes will be fulfilled and at the end of the Psalms of Ascent and at the end of Paul's Sunday and are, are both acts of hope uh, and with more faith than we could have ever imagined the promises of God would be so close. It's as if, have you guys ever felt this when you hope for something and then you see a little another inkling and then there's hope and then you see a little bit more and your hope grows, your faith grows and then you get to that spot where your hope has grown to the point where you're like, I know this is going to happen. I don't know how yet, it's not yet obtained, but I know this is going to happen. This is what is happening in this psalm. We can see it. We can taste it. We knew that it was going to be good, but we still don't know how good it's going to be. We haven't arrived yet, but we're so close. And we just know that if we just keep putting one foot in front of the other, we're going to be there. We're going to obtain. And we can have this feeling in our Christian life. We can have this feeling that we've arrived, that we found it, even though we're not yet there. We know we are where we're supposed to worship in life. We know that we've found Jesus, that he is our hope, that he is our rock, that he is our fortress and sustainer, that he has this promised life for us, a life that's God's new age for us. And in in a, a life in Christ where the old has passed away and behold, the new has come. We are here. We are at God. We've made it. We see it. And we will bless the name of Jesus and we will ask him to bless us and we will lift up our holy hands and 
only our, our blessing uh, only our blessings are only good compared to uh, the rest of our lives, the blessing that we've found in Christ. And here as we celebrate Jesus, as we celebrate his goodness, his nearness to us, his, the anticipation that his grace and mercy will totally work into all of our lives, the rest of our life fades into the background. Because in the light of Jesus, in the light of his hope, all else fades away. Our weary feet from travels, they fade away. Our, our worries and our anxieties about everything, I guess for Jim, it's what uh, television show he's going to watch tonight. All that will fade away in the light of Jesus. They'll fade away. All the struggles that we've had along the trek as we walk with Jesus will fade away away. All the trials and hardships, even all the joys that we've had, all the light that we've had will pale in comparison to the light and the glorious face of Jesus. We are left in these moments to do nothing but sing praises to him, to show our gratitude, and our gratitude cannot be contained. We must worship It's our only response. We get to worship Him. Hallelujah. There are moments in life, and I'd suggest um, that this Psalm 134 is a prayer for such a time in life, and Palm Sunday would have been such a moment as where, where we bless the Lord with childlike mirth. We all know that there are moments when children cannot contain what it is they're trying to show. That's why some of the old underwear jokes always work with kids. They chuckle and you can say these things. Hadassah just looked up at me and went like all grinny faced because I said the word underwear. And we know it's this childlike mirth. Is there anger and frustration that kids can show? Yes, absolutely. But there's also moments of joy with where they yell yes or oh woohoo and they we've got it. We found it or whatever else they might say. It's like this helpless blurting out this helpless joy out of extreme joy of the circumstances that are surrounding them this is the unbelievable thing it's like it's childlike laughter and mirth we get to have this kind of joy in moments in our life this kind of yes in our life we get to have these we get to let our inhibitions go not because we had some wine or anything else but because we are so intoxicated by the goodness of God. His love just comes in and consumes us. His nearness, we can feel it steadfastly in His grace through Jesus in our lives. There are moments like these when we can't contain and we get to dance and we get to praise and we get to sing with this childlike mirth. And I feel like I'm good at being a child. Not always in the right way, but every now and again it goes. But I want to grow in this, this childlike mirth and joy that can accompany our worship with Jesus. It wasn't until earlier this year that I, for the first time, I felt like God say dance and I danced on my own. No, I danced like nobody was watching because I was in the middle of a desert and nobody was watching And believe me, you wouldn't want to see it. So, but I was dancing with the joy like a child would dance with this um, unrestrained worship towards Jesus where logic 
and reasonableness disappear and we get to go crazy for Jesus. And I know that one day we will totally be able to do this. Not just me, but you as well. We'll totally be able to do this and go crazy for Jesus. And it will be an amazing celebration. And I pray that we may be able to learn how to practice this joy and see God work in more and more in our lives where we stand, we dance, we jump, and we shout with excitement because we are blessed servants of the Lord. That's who we are. We have served because we have seen service look perfect through the life of Jesus. We are servants because Jesus first served us, and we're just trying to copy him as we follow him. And I I think of it this way, we are blessed by the highest servant of all, the one who became lower than any of us. And this prayer, this Psalm 134, is the benediction of our high priest. Jesus is our temple. He is our holy place. And if we lead with our hands, if we, like the Psalm tells us to do, raise our hands, then possibly, maybe, all of our life will follow. We get to celebrate and get caught up in the life and excitement of Jesus Christ. And here in this prayer, we can see that more than the gifts he gives us, as great as they are, all these gifts that he gives us are great. We worship the giver of gifts. For what is better? I think of it this way because maybe because I have kids right now. What is better? The Legos? Or the giver of the Legos, who might possibly give us Legos again. Das says Legos, but I think she means the giver of Legos. Oh, both. She said both are great. Okay. But what is better? I think of it this way because I really like to eat and I have a a fantastic cook in my house. But um, I said, what's better, the food or the one who prepares the food with love for their family? Of course, the giver of the Legos and the maker of the food is better. And even even though their gifts are great, the giver is always better. And in this Psalm of Ascent, we've seen much as we've traveled the Psalms of Ascent. We've already seen and counted many blessings that God has given us. We've seen, uh, we've been blessed with protection. We can see that. I lift my eyes up to the hill. Where does my help come from? We've seen uh, in protection for this road that we're traveling. We've been blessed with a good harvest and food. That's why we're going to celebrate as well as all the other provisions he gives us as water and provision to make our life manageable. We've been blessed with fruitfulness, not only from the field, but um, uh, the abundance that, and, um, and it may not be there in all areas, but it's there in some areas so we can walk towards Jesus. We've been blessed with unity We've been blessed with family, we've been blessed with children, and we've been blessed with life as well. We've seen all this in the Psalms of Ascent as we've gone on. We've been blessed not only individually, but also as a community. We've seen this as we go on. God has done and is doing so much for us that we can see uh, that He has been a blessing And who is greater than all these blessings? The one who is greater than all these blessings is here. It's Jesus, 
Jesus is here in our midst, even as we gather virtually. He is our ultimate blessing, the giver of every good and perfect gift, the provision of all our provisions. He is the provider of them all. Even if we had none of these blessings and we had Jesus, that would be enough. We worship the giver of the gifts far more than the gifts. This is what we get to do at the end of our travels. At the end of our pilgrimage, we find we find a Jesus, and Jesus is the true tabernacle or the true temple, the one that was set up by God rather than by humans. And here we are. We are at Palm Sunday. We celebrate Christ as we currently see him. As we currently see him, we do not yet see him in in fullness as he is to be. The Israelites who traveled to the temple or the tabernacle thought that that's where God dwelled. He dwelled at the top of this hill in Jerusalem. And the Israelites who would have seen Jesus enter into Jerusalem, they would have seen this as well. They would have seen, okay, there he is. There's there's the temple. We know where God dwells and we're going to worship him there. But we also know that God set up Jesus and, and Jesus said that we get to worship him in spirit and truth and that he is going to take the place of the temple. And the, the people who saw Jesus walking into Palm Sunday would have been, there he is. There's the one. There's the king. There's God's promised one. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's going to come in and kick out the Roman occupiers. And they had no idea that by the end of the week, he would have been hung on a Roman cross. That they would have crucified him. And they, they do not see Christ in his final form. They do not see him as the, the promised Messiah in that sense where they, they, they thought they knew how he was going to act, but they weren't quite sure. And even for us, as we've seen Christ crucified, we've seen him on the cross, we've seen him buried, and we've seen him rise again, and yet we haven't seen him come back yet. So we too don't see him in his final form. We only get glimpses of it. And those glimpses are enough to let us know that, yes, come and bless the Lord. Bless the Lord with all our soul. And we know that it'll be great because we've experienced the blessings of Jesus already in our lives. We love him. We love his grace. We love his sacrifice for us. And let us celebrate him. And yet one day we will see him face to face. And that will be the party of all parties. We will get to celebrate with great things. On Palm Sunday, they cried out, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And this word Hosanna, it means praise be to you, but it also means not to you, the people, but it praise in the one you're saying it to. But it also says, may your plans succeed. Hosanna, may your plans succeed. And today, we cry out with Psalm 134, bless the Lord. At the end of all times, when there's this great celebration, there'll be a wedding celebration, the marriage supper of the Lamb. And this is what we'll get to pray at this time. And this is from Revelation 19, 6 through 8. Hallelujah. For the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exalt and give Him glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and His bride has made herself ready. 
It was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. By the way, that's the linen that we wear. It's bright and pure because Jesus gave it to us. For the linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. We will be ready as Jesus will be ready. But I pray that we can celebrate Jesus today. Let us in our own way, in our own homes, go crazy and celebrate the goodness of what Jesus has done for us. And we will, sell, we will be surprised by how he acts in our future. And let that be true. We will be surprised how he acts in our lives. But let us set aside everything and praise his name. Worship him scream Hosanna and wave our arms around like they were palm branches, like we're going to just go nuts for Jesus. You know why? Because he is worthy of all our praise. He's worthy of all of it. This hope that we have, this taste, this foreseeing, this anticipation that we have as we walk towards Christ, it will not be disappointed. It will not be disappointed. He, he is the place where we worship. And so let our faith in this anticipation, in this waiting, in this time, let our faith be made stronger because of who Christ is and who he is for us. So Jesus, I thank you for Palm Sunday. I thank you just for the Psalms of Ascent, how they have led us up to this moment and how they fit perfectly the entire time. Lord, we pray that as we continue to walk with you, that our walk's not quite done, that we will continue to see you, that we will continue to be blessed by you, that we will continue to walk with all in all things, Lord, and in all ways under the power of your Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, continue to lead us and guide us through Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.